Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Welcome to the Thanksgiving edition of the Bob and Sherry Show. Working all day on Thanksgiving wasn't as fun as I thought it'd be. Dad's getting drunk on Thanksgiving is a holiday tradition. And now, broadcasting from the Bob and Sherry studios, it's Bob and Sherry. I used to say that Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, and I still like it, but it's changed for me over the years. You know, my kids are uh, scattered, and Mary's children go to see their father generally, so it's just the two of us, and we end up not having some big Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving feast. And I have to admit that sometimes I kind of miss that, but it's just ridiculous for us to do that with just the two of us. However, I was stopped when I was online with Thanksgiving bites that are so much easier than the real thing. And boy, do some of these things look good. You want to hear about them? Yeah. All right. Let's see what the first one is. The first one, sweet potato casserole bites with marshmallows. So what you do is Instead of making that whole sweet potato casserole thing, you slice the the vegetable into little slices, and then you put the nuts and the marshmallows on top of the sweet potato, which is is uncooked, and then you roast it. I feel that um, that you are not – you are against – uh, sweet potato casserole with marshmallows. I feel like in the past you've complained that that's just a big, sweet, sloppy mess. It's just a little bite, okay? It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> I like I like sweet potato. I have to tell you, I do. Even I with a little marshmallow. I love sweet So you're not against? No, that. I'm maybe not against. Were, that. Maybe your pants were just too tight that, that day. That's probably cranky. yeah. That's probably exactly what happened. <laughs> Stovetop muffin. Ew. Uh, everybody gets a crispy bite when you cook the stovetop muffin. And uh, they have a recipe. Well, I'm not. Oh, like stovetop stuffing in a muffin. In thing? a muffin, yeah. See, I, you would not eat that. I would eat that. I don't like stovetop stuffing. How about bacon mac and cheese bites? Yeah, definitely. Um, you, you get um, like uh, a pan with the little uh, cups in it. I don't know what you call that. Like you make a muffin, like a, a muffin, muffin, like tin a muffin tin <laughs> or a cupcake. Yeah, <laughs> a muffin tin. That's right. Oh, that's what it says right here. The muffin tin. <laughs> And and you and then you line it with bacon strips and you fill it with mac and cheese and then you sprinkle breadcrumbs all over it and you bake it. Are the is the bacon raw? Would it get cooked and crunchy enough if you did it that way? I wonder. It looks like it's already been cooked. That's a little bit. Yeah, wouldn't you feel like you'd need a little to cook bit. it a little? Yeah. Uh bacon wrapped Brussels sprouts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Look at them. Does that not look tasty? Yeah. Bacon and Brussels sprouts yeah. belong together. Yeah, that's right. Guerre and thyme stacked potatoes. This is my favorite. 
So instead of mashed potatoes, you slice in very thin slices the potatoes, and in between the slices, you put the gear, and then you put some thyme on the top, and then like, you bake the bad boy. Kind of like a, a shortcut potatoes on a, okay. Almost like an au gratin, you know, yeah. in a way. Uh, cheesy bacon broccoli bites. I think that's the only way to get people to eat broccoli. I in think this so country. too. Yeah. Uh, let me see what another one is. Oh, this looks good. Butternut squash risotto balls. Yeah, that sounds good. So you stuff the uh, the uh, risotto inside a crispy coating, and then you cook it. Yeah. I find uh, if it's a ball, I'll eat it. You know, most of the times. <laughs> I, I will. If it's got something like cheese inside it. What's that? That's a cheese ball. I'm going to eat that thing. That's true. You are as many things as you're like suspicious of and biased against yeah. and opposed to. Yeah, not You that. will eat a ball. Yeah. All right. So how about this? Stuffed mini pumpkins. What are they stuffed with? They are stuffed with uh, greens. And it looks like some cranberry and some nuts. You know, there's not one person in my house that would eat that except they for wouldn't. me. They wouldn't. Yeah, probably. And it would make me, they're so pretty. Like the picture you just showed me is beautiful. And they're, they seem like such an awesome idea and they would look gorgeous on the plate. Mm-hmm. Not one person will eat that. Would they eat the mini pumpkin pot pops? You just seal a pumpkin puree in a pie crust with a fork. And then you put a little stick on it, and it's um, like it's like a little pop. Yeah, they'll eat that. You know how yeah. you are with balls. That's how the people in my house are oh, with is sticks. That right? Yeah, <laughs> I understand. I think I was I was drawn into the world of balls with Swedish meatballs because I I liked them so much. The old man you once while would have them at the restaurant. I go, oh look at that. It's easy. You know, you just you, know, you stick a little. You know uh, what's funny? Because I love Italian meatballs, like homemade Italian meatballs, but I am suspicious of Swedish meatballs. Why? Well, so your passion for like, you only want to go to a wedding if they have Swedish meatballs, shrimp cocktail, and vodka tonics. Exactly. I can do without the Swedish meatballs completely. I know what you don't do without. Not the no, the vodka tonic has to stay. All right. Well, how about a cranberry sauced turkey meatball? How's that sound? I might, I might be willing to try that. Although, that. you know what looks super gross to me? And no offense, Subway. I, I know you're, this is no offense, Subway and the sandwich artists who make this. You know that TV commercial for the, the Subway Thanksgiving turkey sandwich? It's like turkey and cranberry mustard sauce and some oh, other yeah. things. Yeah, not for you. Mm-mm. No, I understand. And the final one is crispy Parmesan asparagus sticks. So you... Oh, that, that sounds, sounds amazing. Good. Look at it. It's just beautiful. You need that. Yes. So it's it's just a uh, classier, crunchier French fry is what it comes down to. That looks that looks like a way to get people that's nice. to eat asparagus yeah. when you won't. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like Hampton right. and Caramia. Yep, that's right. Yep. I'm going to make those ball I'm going to make those stick things. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't miss Bob and Sherry's annual tree lighting on Thursday, December 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern during happy hour. Join Bob, Sherry, Max, Lamar, Heather, and Doc for a Facebook Live event full of holiday cheer. Plus, we'll be giving five lucky winners a holiday gift box that includes surprises from Check Feather and Down Company, Deanna Bean Children's Books, and more. Tis the season to celebrate with your online family at Bob and Sherry's tree lighting happy hour, December 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page.
Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. You know, there are many uh, holiday traditions. People love holiday traditions. They're markers of the past and bring memories to you. And one of uh, my family's holiday traditions would be the turkey would be brought out of the oven. My mother would bring it to the table. My father would cut it and he'd put it in his mouth say it was very good i would put it in my mouth and say it's very good my brother would follow and then my mother would say these words i think it's dry i think it's a little too dry don't you and then we would all say oh no it's not too dry it's not dry at all it's not too dry no it's dry it's so dry the turkey every single year my mother could take the butter ball out of the freezer defrost it all day long, maybe for two days, in the kitchen sink, to the point that it's that rubbery cold. Yeah. And then we could eat that without having cooked it. And she would say, it's a little, it's dry. A little dry. Isn't it a little dry? It seems a little dry. I, why is that? I it, So many women, I've been to so many houses with, with Thanksgiving, and so many women use that phrase Pe- when it doesn't really apply people have like dry turkey ptsd they really yeah. do like you get one dry turkey in your life that's and for, it and for the rest of your life you're on afraid the third thursday in every november yes you become fixated on yes. is the bird moist yeah exactly Which is what like my relatives would say how's the bird is it moist y'all are creeping me out i know i know <laughs> could we I not know, i know you're right. You got one in your life one. and somebody somebody's uncle or a father is probably a guy said, you know, it's it's good, but it's a little dry, Kate, you know, and oh, my God, what a sin. Do you remember when um, and this was a while ago because I was probably still in high school when suddenly the authorities, whoever they are, came forward and said, do not put stuffing inside the turkey you will get like salmonella or something, something, right? something You'll horrible. You'll get some yeah. horrible disease. Right, right. So, of course, you know, I see this or read this somewhere and it's Thanksgiving and I tell my grandmother and all my aunts, oh, you shouldn't put the stuffing inside the turkey. We're all going to get salmonella. And they whip around on me. Where'd you hear that? Dictionary lips um, in, on the news. And, and they said, listen, We've been stuffing things into turkeys for hundreds of years, which I'm not sure is entirely true, but I'll, okay, whatever, right? Because I think Thanksgiving got invented shortly after the pilgrims landed, but... Yeah, the, these, the turkeys were not in Europe. These women for hundreds of years in Sicily were putting exactly. things inside the bodies of birds. Yeah, exactly. We've been stuffing turkeys for hundreds of years, ain't no one's gotten sick yet. Yeah, but you know what? It could happen. We could all get salmonella. To which my aunt said, might do you good. Might toughen you up. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Hey, good news, everybody. Sherry's going to the hospital, but but you know she's going to toughen up a little bit. That she that girl needed a case of salmonella yeah. to toughen her. Yeah, right yeah. Oh god, yeah. Well, I mean, my mother, I think, was always worried about being accused of overcooking things, and, and that wouldn't stop her because she still would boil, you know, corn for like you know four or five hours. Now, when you would have Thanksgiving as a kid, was it just you and your mom and dad and your siblings? Yeah. You didn't have big, raucous family Thanksgivings. Oh, no, no. I mean, the most uh, family-oriented thing that we ever did around the holidays was go to my uncle Chris's house. Uh, God rest his soul. He, uh, we lost, well, I lost him uh, two years ago. 
and uh, we would all get together and we'd uh, we'd have my mother's side of the family primarily and my father's side of the family not so much half of them weren't even <laughs> talking uh, I don't remember Shay Shay going to any of those. It was my mother's side of the family mostly. And I loved it because I saw cousins who I did not see the rest of the year. That is so fun for kids. So yeah. where was Shay Shay on Thanksgiving? She was probably at my uncle uh, on my father's side, Uncle George. And, and you guys weren't side. part no. of... Did you ever have a Thanksgiving with Shay Shay? Um, I don't recall it. And I don't recall ever being in my uncle George's house who lived within two miles of us more than once. I remember going into the house and it was a really cool looking house because he was an art director and a vice president for a department store called Mally's, which was like the Macy's of New Haven. Yeah, okay. And uh, he eventually, he was, he was a very talented artist. He did miniature paintings. I'm talking about the size of a stamp. Yeah. He did paintings the size of a stamp that were featured in the White House. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. He was a very, very talented but guy. you guys never had nope. a holiday there? I don't know what the falling out was with uh, with George. Uh, I, I really don't. I wish that, you know, if you don't, when you're a kid and all these people are alive, you don't care. Right. And so they take their stories and their secrets with them. Like, wouldn't it be amazing to know what that falling out was? And wouldn't it blow your mind to find out that it was over something so stupid and petty? Yeah. And that might be just yeah. be my family where these grievances, you're dead to me, are over the stupidest yeah. things. And I don't know if it was the stupidest thing. It, it was just they did not want to be a part of a meaningful get together. I have no idea. And I used to I used to go by my uncle's house and I'd say, Hey, my cousin Sean's in there and, and there was just nothing. It was weird. And that's why I love going to my mother's side of the family because everybody was fun. Because it was you know? family and yeah. you had your cousins and everything. Yeah, that's right. That's um, and speaking of Thanksgiving, if you have our app, um, tap the microphone, tell us what you're, talk back and tell us what you're thankful for this year. If you don't have the app, it's free on Google Play and in the Apple App Store. It's Bob and Sherry. <laughs> you're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. I'm calling to tell you about my dog. <laughs> what, uh, what happened to your dog? Okay, she was part lab and part red bone coonham. Uh-huh. And she's and a what big was, dog. what was her name, Nita? Stafford. Stafford. I could never tell the story before because I was afraid somebody would kill her, but now she died right before Christmas, so I can tell it. Oh, my goodness. Well, you can picture she's a big, tall, lanky dog with a big, tall, curved tail. Uh-huh. But we were outside one Thanksgiving, and my husband looked up, and he said, Oh, my gosh, here comes your stupid dog carrying somebody's turkey. Well, somebody had deep-fried a turkey and laid it out, I guess, to cool and went in the house. So Stafford stole it and brought the whole turkey home. I told my husband to hurry and get it and throw it away. So if anybody came hunting it, because I was afraid they would shoot her. And we, we got rid of it, and we came in the house, and I told him, I said, if the phone rings, or if anybody comes to the door, you're getting it. He said, no, I'm not. It's real crazy dog that did it. Is your last name Bumpus, but <laughs> Nita? Um, Nita, where do you live that your first thought was somebody's going to come Bumpus, by and shoot Bumpus her? Bumpus was the family that lost the turkey. That's Oh, that's right. 
No, no, no. The Bumpuses own the uh, the bad dogs. The, the bad dogs. The Bumpuses next door. Yeah, the Bumpuses own to the Richie's level. family. But, yeah. but need it? Like my first thought, if if um my dog stole a neighbor's turkey, would not be that the neighbors were going to come shoot the dog. Where yeah, do I you know. live? Well, I've got good neighbors, but some of them on up the street. See, where I live, it's in a cul-de-sac, and it's like we're not in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't my immediate neighbor next gotcha. door or the mm-hmm. one right in front. So, it, you know, it could have been someone that I didn't know or something. Uh, Nita, what was your dog's name? Stafford. 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 Uh, did Stafford have the entire turkey in his mouth? Yes. She was a big dog. Did she eat the whole turkey? No, because they took it away. away from her and hid it. Oh, I thought maybe there's the remains. Stafford didn't even get to enjoy the That's turkey. That's what and I did thought the, was. He did, the, he did the crime and he could not enjoy the turkey? That's right. She always was bringing stuff home. Mm-hmm. She brought a big groundhog and mm. she was always so <laughs> proud of it. Yeah. How big is a big groundhog? Well, I don't know, but it looked pretty big to me. Like a big... Did, did anybody, hey, Nita, did anybody ever figure out that Stafford yeah. did that? I never heard about it. And yeah. see, I never mentioned it to anybody because yeah. I was afraid they would get her. You, you, I know. So you've kept it a secret until today. Well, I finally told my neighbor after Christmas, my neighbor next door. And other than that, and my friend, that's, that's all I told. I do have to ask what kind of a neighborhood you live in because people who would kill dogs. For, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I love think a turkey. It's a nice neighborhood, but I mean, you're talking about somebody's Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. You know, for that family, this is the the unsolved mystery of the family. Do what you, happened to the turkey that year? Nita, you do. Oh, and what did they eat? Nita, you do know that scene in the Christmas story, right? Which one? Yes, which. <laughs> The one where the kid has his mouth washed out with soap. <laughs> no, I don't remember. You don't remember it. that one? No. <laughs> the one where the kid licks the pole and his tongue freezes to you it. You remember that one? They no. show it they show it like for twenty four continuous hours on for the last twenty four years. Yeah, on TBS. Like you, you, Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. You, you haven't seen a Christmas story, have you? Well, I, if I have I don't remember it, but right. I don't watch T V much. Okay, I want you to, will you do me a favor? How long how long have you been listening to us? Oh, my gosh, I don't know. As long as you've been up. A long time. All right. Uh, You have to trust me on this. This weekend, the weather's not going to be all that good where you are. So I want you to go out to the Blockbuster and rent a Christmas story, okay? Let me write it down. Write it down. It's hard to remember. (laughs) I like you, Nina. I like you, too. I feel like I could... and I had another thing, too. Yeah, tell me. Okay, well, let's... All right, let's deal with this first, though, because I want to get this right. Okay. A Christmas story. Okay. Okay. And get. Uh, you have a. Uh, you have a DVD player. Yes. Okay. And and watch that. And I mean, stay with it. Okay. It's one. Of, it's the best Christmas movie. Stay with it to the. Stay very with end. it till the end and see if your story is not told inside that movie. <laughs> All right. Will you do that? I will. All right. When the Bumpus family comes up, then you'll know. All right. All right, sweet. Now, what was the other thing you wanted to say? My friend had a cow. Well, I didn't know what it was or anything. And she had one of those. She looked out that morning a cow? and it was in her pool. Yeah. Well, it was a bull, I found out. It was a bull. And Pam asked me how did she finally get it out, and I wasn't sure. So I asked her. She said the fire department had to come and get it out. They had to pull a bull out of the pool. Yes. Wow. Two different, wow. Two different parts of society coming together. I love right it. Right there, yeah. 
Um, Nita, I I think I bet you have all kinds of good stories. I bet you do. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. What'd you do with that groundhog that Stafford brought home? Oh gosh, I made my husband bury it. You didn't? Okay, so he didn't want to cook it. Nita, Nita does not eat groundhog. <laughs> I know Nita doesn't. Remember the name of the movie? Name of the movie. I've got it. Christmas, I will watch Christmas it. Story. All right. That a girl. Talk to you later. Thank you. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. really how it works Selfie. out. Yeah. We got Stacy. She she had guts. I mean, she did something courageous. She invited a new boyfriend over for Thanksgiving. Hi, Stacy. Stacy? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, so how how new is this new boyfriend? I've been dating this guy for five weeks, and he was terrific. He was so nice, and I was excited to have him over, and I set a place for him. And um, my dad asked who the place was for, and I said, oh, that was for this nice guy I've, I've met. I wanted you guys to all meet him, but he couldn't come because his wife called me and said he wasn't able to make it. So oh. my dad nearly fell right out of his chair, and he said, I'm so sorry. Out That's all I could say. Town. His yeah, honest, family loved it. His, his ex-wife found that you. His wife found that you, he was going over there and busted him, and and you. And she called me in the morning and said, "Sorry, you can't make it to Thanksgiving. He'll be spending it with me and the kids." I had no idea he was married. You no had, idea. You had no idea at all. No inkling at all. I never would have dated the guy. And later on in the evening, after we all had a glass of wine, when we all kind of lifted our glasses and toasted to Harry's. <laughs> Stacy, that is unbelievable. What did you say to her when when she called you? I just, I apologized. I said I had absolutely no idea and I would never speak to the guy again. I said, I'm I'm terribly sorry. She she and I have been texting for four days now. She's actually become sort of like we're supporting each other through this right now. Isn't that nice? A new a, a new holiday friend you've made. That's I'd get her a gift. I'm telling, telling. That's something to be thankful yeah, for. Yeah. It's our mutual man hate. Yes, yeah, we have a new friend. What, what did you say? What is Red? Bad Rick. Oh yeah. Hey, you know that guy? Good riddance to bad rubbish. She knows. God, that, she, you know that what? Is shocking. She's just processing that totally original bit of wisdom. Of course. And she needed a I minute know. to collect herself. You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. It's stuff you won't hear on the show. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast on the Bob and Sherry app. Mr. T is right here with us, Sherry. Bob and Sherry, what I tell you, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. How do you get better looking every year, man? You, know, you, do, you just saying that. You just that's a Hollywood makeup. I got three Hollywood guys that work on me. You know that's a dirty lie. That's natural, <laughs> right there. You've lost weight, but you've got I more muscular. Down, I trimmed down. I cut off the fat. You know, because I after I brought my mother home, that was my goal. Let me just clear the record. Not clear the record, but in, important me say let people know really who I am. See, I'm Mr. T. I'm 49 years old. I grew up on the South Side of Chicago. I got seven brothers and four sisters. You know, I grew up poor financially, but was rich spiritually. I had only one goal in life when I was nine years old. I I came home from school. I drew a picture and I showed it to my mother. I said, Mama, there you is in the rocking chair. That daddy. I said, Mama, one of these days I'm going to be big and strong. I'm going to be a football player and I'm going to be a boxer. I'm going to buy you a beautiful house. I'm going to buy you pretty dresses. And my mother hugged me and said, if that's the Lord's willing. So that was my goal in life. I never dreamed of being in the movies. Never dreamed of being a millionaire. I said I wanted to buy my mother the house. I didn't count on my brothers and sisters even though they're older than me. I said, it's my goal. That's what mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. to do. So that's who I am. So after that, you know, and I just let the chips fall where they may. So I use now that my mother's taking care. I got a house and all this. Then I bought home. I had a little extra money. Right. I bought homes for my brothers and sisters. I feed the hungry. I clothe the naked. I visit the 
sick and try to comfort the lonely. See, that's what the T stands for. To the women and children, stand for tender. To the bad guys and thugs, pow, stand for tough. Tough and tender. You know, so that's what I am, you know. So you now I try to use my my celebrity status to go around giving people hope, inspiring them, go back to the ghetto, let them know, you know, that you don't have to rob and steal and sell drugs just because you poor. God bless you. You know, so that's that's who I am. Well, T, we were hoping that today the T could also stand for Thanksgiving because oh, yes. we've invited our callers who have questions about the coming I got holiday. the answers. I got the answers. <laughs> I know anybody, you do. If anybody know about turkeys, anybody know about turkeys, it's Mr. T. I know Tom Turkey personally, you know. I used to arm wrestle him, you know. That's Right. Whatever your Thanksgiving troubles are, questions, right. concerns, curiosities, and Ann Anything. joins us this morning. Good morning, Ann. Good morning. Ann, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you, Mr. T? Oh, I'm blessed <laughs> and highly favored. So what's the problem with the turkey dinner? With the turkey dinner? Well, I have this aunt who every single holiday, she brings her very yippy, yippy um, three Yorkies to my house for the holidays. All right, stop right there. You tell her, <laughs> you tell her that Mr. T said, either the dogs or her. She can send the dogs, stay home herself, or she come without the dogs. Enough with the dogs. We had fun with the dogs a couple years ago. Enough now. The dogs taking up space. You know, send them to the park. Send the dogs to the kennel. You know, this is Thanksgiving. Dogs don't know about Thanksgiving. They have Thanksgiving every day. They got a bone. They got their pee on the mailman. Enough with the dogs. You know, you tell her I said it. Thanks a lot for the call. And good luck to you. Let's go over to Dory right now. There's nothing left to say when T speaks. <laughs> Dory, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Dory. What Hi, is your question? You? Go ahead. You're on the air. What's your question for Mr. T? Um, we haven't even bought our turkey yet. And um, how am I going to get defrosted by Thursday? Well, well, here what you do. You're number one. Now, it depends on what size turkey you get. That's important. Because the size of the turkey depends on how much time you need to defrost it. So right now, matter of fact, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you this answer right quick so you can run out and get a turkey. See, all turkeys don't have to be frozen. You can go to the farm and cut a turkey yourself. You know, chase the turkey around, chop his head off, and you have to wait till it's defrosting. You know, so two type of ways you can get turkey. You can get a battered turkey already chopped up, or you can buy it frozen. Now, if you buy it frozen, it depends on how many people in your family. Now, if you got a large family like me, like twelve, you know, you need to go to church and ask for handouts. But right now, like I, said, I, don't think, I don't think you have a large family. So, how many in your family? There'll be about 12 people. 12 people? Now, you're not putting my leg, are you? Now, all the people don't eat turkey. Some of them might eat the macaroni. Some of them might be over there dipping with the, you know, the sauce. You know what I mean? So, like I said, some of them might be just eating cranberry. Some of them might be cracking the walnuts and watching the football games and stuff like that. So, you got to ask who like the turkey, you know, and who don't like the turkey. So, if you get if, if 12 people, so you, then you multiply them, how much sizes they're going to get, you know, then you get the size turkey. Might be an 18-pounder, 15-pounder. Then you go to the store, you know, estimate the frozen part. Then you get the turkey out. You take it home, you unfroze it. Right now, today is Tuesday. You do it right, it'll be thawed and cooked by Thursday morning. She's got to move today, though, right? Yeah, she got to right move. Now. You got to move today, don't be, Dory. Don't be messing around. I'll uh-huh. pity you if you take your time. She's out of here. Get right. her out of here. All right. I'm Mr. getting T. fired up. Yes. Mr. T, yes. what? This is something I struggle with every year. I know. What wine do you serve with turkey? Mm. You know, I tell you, let me tell you something. You know, all that stuff, high society stuff, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm here. Thank goodness, Charlotte, I'm here. Thank goodness, United States, I'm here. Here. Because, every, I, you know, I'm so tired of these phony people. They sit down and be rich, write things what people should do. If you want, if you want ripple with the turkey, you can have it. Yeah, you can exactly. have Budweiser. Exactly. Budweiser. Yes. Yes. You can drink anything. Drink a Sprite or 7-Up 
tang, you know. Yes, tang. Not tang. Not tang. That's no special that you got to have. That's some cat writing around writing a book and you trying to live on. That's crazy. You drink whatever you want to drink. Just don't drive. There you go. All right. Brilliant. Brilliant. Is that answer your question? That answered my question. What about cooking the stuffing in the turkey? Is that good for you? Is that dangerous? What do you think about that? Inside, outside, what? Well, first of all, cook the stuffing later. You know, that's why they call it stuffing. You took the stuffing and you put the stuffing in there. Now, some people might not put the stuffing in the turkey. You might just eat the stuffing side and don't even stuff the turkey. Because some people slice the turkey in hell, slice it and dice it. You know, don't need stuffings. You know, so don't stuff it. Put it in, put it in a separate dish is what yes, you're saying. Yes, that's what the man's dish. saying. Then after cook, then you stuff it in. Later. Are you not for sure? Hey. Talk turkey with Mr. T. It's stuff you won't hear on the show. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast <laughs> on the Bob and Sherry app. Get it now in iTunes Store or Google Play. We're back with Mr. T. And uh, let's go over to, oh my God, Vegas Sid is with us right now. Sid. Sid, go ahead. Hey, how you doing, T? All right. Good, brother. Hey, I've been invited to a friend's house for dinner. Okay. And they're they're kind of religious. All I don't right. know what to bring. I don't know if I should bring a pie or bring wine. What should I bring to a, a religious Thanksgiving dinner? No, it would it would you bring? You know, first first you say your prayers before you get there, so you won't be cursing <laughs> around the religious people. You know what I mean? So right. basically, if it's a religious, if they invited you, you don't have to bring nothing. Just bring your soul in an empty belly because they want to feed you. That's what it's about. Amen. You, when you gotta gotta bring something to to a dinner, that's something wrong with that dinner. You know what I mean? That's right. You know, they, yeah. Invite you because of Thanksgiving. They want to share with you. Yeah. You shouldn't have to bring no bottle of wine or no or no no plate or whatnot. You know, unless you going down to feed the hungry. The hungry. If they invite you to dinner, they put to take care of everything. You just bring yourself. All right. Well, now how about to feel comfortable when I get in there so I can feel, uh, you know. Like I'm not an outcast. We're gonna have all his family there and everything. Well, How about if I was to tell a joke? Would that be appropriate? Or no, not? no, don't, don't, don't tell no joke. Leave the no. jokes out. You <laughs> no. go into a religious thing. You know, if nothing, <laughs> you bring your Bible so you learn how to say the Lord's prayer, so you learn how to be grateful. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, you know you have some food with you. You know that's what you do. You don't be leaving the jokes out because ain't nothing funny about Thanksgiving. No. So you just go there with a hungry belly. Thank them for inviting you. Thank you very much, Sid. Now let's hop over to Paul right now, very hey, quickly. Paul, Paul go hey. ahead. You're on the air with the great Mr. T. What's your question? All right. First off, Mr. T, I saw you on the, on the Raw last night. You looked great, man. Oh, thank you so much, brother. He does right, look and, good, uh, doesn't my, he? My, my, my question is, is that I've got a lot of family that's spread out all over the place. Okay. And uh, I'm just trying to figure out the, what's the best way I should, like, you know, wish them all a Thanksgiving because I can't be with all of them at the same time. You right. Know? I understand. I, should I contact them by the Internet or, 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 or what? No, no, no. Telephone the best way. <laughs> Don't do the Internet. Go back to old-fashioned way to Grandma. Back in Grandma's days, there was no Internet. You call them up, say, I wish y'all could make it, but you can't. And then everybody at this house, say everybody's at Mama House, Big Mama uh-huh. House. And then everybody get on the phone and say hi to the son in Indiana. Uh-huh. You know, then you say hi to the daughter in Mississippi. Uh-huh. Then you say hi to the daughter in uh, uh in, in Arizona. That's what you do. Then everybody hang up the phone and get back to eating. Any particular way you would call? What how, what would you call? Oh, oh say like oh, say save you with mother and everybody here. So okay, we're gonna call Junior, our lost cousin. So you get on the phone. Oh, I got Junior on the phone. Everybody say hi to Junior. Hi, Junior. Then that's it. That's if all you, you do. If you called collect, how would you do I it, Mr. T? Oh, yeah, if you def- called collect. Oh, we're helping you out, T. Thanksgiving. 
give it and you save the money, especially after five. Thanks a lot, Paul. <laughs> Thank you, brother. You're the coolest. These guys in this show, they are the best, I tell you. I was slipping and they picked me up, yeah. I missed it. I missed that bitch. Wow, I missed it. Man. Oh Donna, Donna. Boy, he's good. These guys are good. Donna, you're talking, you're talking turkey with tea. Yeah. Dave, go ahead. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going good, man. How you doing? Good. Hey, Mr. T, how's it going? Hey, I'm great, to say, man. Uh, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Well, good thing. Hey, I was calling to get some advice. I got to cook Thanksgiving meal this uh, this year, and uh, I was calling to get in some advice on some dishes or I, recipes I can you do might it. have. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 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 what you hurting at? What you need? Man, I need some side dishes. You know, you always got the stuffing. You always got the turkey. I need some some good sides. What would be good on the side, too? Good, good well, question. Good side. You want some vegetables. You want some lettuce. You want that. You want your roughage. You got to have that, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you want, you want a lot of water there, you know. Yeah. And you don't need that much alcohol, you know. Yeah. You want the potato salad. Got to have potato salad. Yeah. You know, maybe some, some little beans. You want variety. Right. You know. You, you How do you, you like your sweet potatoes, T? I like my sweet potatoes sweet. Like marshmallows, yeah. that kind of thing, sugar, pineapple, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, well, you know, a little sugar, not too much, you know, you know, because you know, get to going around with the sugar fits, you know. So don't like want said, that. No. Well, yeah, you want the you might get hyped up if you yeah, yeah, that yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. The pumpkin pies, sweet potato pies, all the little pies, pecan pies, all the little nuts, you yeah. know, pecan, acorns, and yeah. the walnuts, all that sort of stuff, you know. But not too much alcohol. No, no, not too much no. alcohol. A lot of times I find out, you know, you have more family squabbles, you know, at Thanksgiving, you yeah. know, because a lot of family members don't want to be there. In the way, so right. they drink it and they get full of the turkey, yeah. and then they want to get to fighting. You know yeah. what I mean? That's not good. <laughs> not worse than the family feud on Thanksgiving Day. You know no. what I mean? So, that, but but most importantly, not a whole lot of not a whole lot of sides because you don't want a lot of leftovers. Now, if you have leftovers, you want to kindly, you know, take it down to feed the hungry. You don't you don't want to, don't give them the, don't give them the garbage. You know, just give them stuff that you made. You know. There you go. Yeah. Give it to somebody who wants it. Yes, work yes, for you? yes. Yeah. All right, All right, Dave. Thanks very we're, much. We're gonna uh, we're gonna zip over to Craig here on line two at Talking Turkey with T. <laughs> T. I don't know how you're gonna feel about Craig's question. Go ahead, Craig. Uh, I'm ready. Hey, T. How you doing? Good, brother. Good. I got a question. Uh, we were thinking about doing something a little different this year. We thought about buying uh, little Cornish hens for each person and cooking that instead of a turkey. What do you think about that? You know. You know. Uh, uh, that's a good idea. That's different, you know. And that way, everybody have their own little bird. And they won't have to be fighting over somebody else. But the problem is, you got to make sure every little Cornish hen weigh the same. You know, because somebody, because the uncle, the uncle going to be mad. He going to be eyeing the sister turkey. Talking about her turkey bigger than mine. Her little hen bigger than mine. You know, you don't want that squabbling. You don't want that, you don't want that pecking, you know, at, 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 at Thanksgiving. Part my pond pecking, you know, because Cornish hen, they peck, 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 you know. So that's a good, as a matter of fact, that's a great idea. Get everybody, that way you can even, you don't even, you don't even have to fight them. You can go to their house, throw the turkey on their door, or throw the little hen on their door, and they can eat it themselves. They don't have to cook it, don't take that load to defrost it, because the little fella already defrosted, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's the best idea yet. If you look Cornish hen, everybody be happy. That's a good one. Good question. I was thinking he was going to come out of the way at you there, Craig, but good question, Mr. T says. Thanks very much. Thank you. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with our remaining moments with the great Mr. T. You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. It's stuff you 
won't hear on the show. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast on the Bob and Sherry app. We're back with the legendary Mr. T talking turkey. Hi, Mr. T. How you doing? Hey, Marcus. I'm doing great, brother. Let's talk good, turkey. Good. Hey, uh, glad to get to talk to you. Hey, one question. I've got an extensive amount of friends who've got a great collection of leather shoes and leather jackets, but they refuse to eat meat. What should I tell them? Well, don't even invite them. You know, I hate them people. <laughs> they got a lot of nerve. They'll tell somebody, don't wear this, don't do this here. They go around with leather shoes and whatnot. They crazy. You know what I mean? Don't even invite them because because I'm sure an argument will break out. You don't even need that type of stuff on Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? So, you know, so just uh, just avoid them and, and invite some friends. They're off the list. Thank you, Marcus. Yeah. They're off the list. Let's yeah. go over to Matt There's right now. There's another menu question, T. Good morning, Matt. Hey, Matt, go ahead. We're How on you doing? The Good. Hey, Good Matt. See, I just wanted to let you know that you are my childhood heroes. Oh, thank I you so much. I watch you on 18 all the time. Oh, thank you so much. I am really honored. What's your question, uh, Matt? Well, my family always goes to the beach every year. We meet down there rather than uh, all of us getting in a car and, and going to someone's house. We always meet at the beach. It's kind of a nice vacation for everybody. And uh, I was wondering what his thoughts were for fish for uh, Thanksgiving instead of a turkey. Hey, you know, Matt, that's a good idea, because I like people that do different things. Don't don't follow the crowd. Be an individual. Because like me, I'm an individual. You know, yeah. when everybody wearing the naturals, I want to break out with the mohawk. Yeah. So that's good, you know, because very few people have done the fish thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> very but, few. Yeah, very few. But, but, most, but most importantly, Matt, you got to make sure the fish don't have no mercury. Yeah. So that's the only thing that's <laughs> thing about the fish. You know what I mean? You know, because a lot of the waters are a lot of the waters are tainted with the oil and all this yeah, stuff. You with, right. the, with the gasoline flowing. So you got to be careful with that, you know, unless you have a fish fry, you know, <laughs> then it's okay for Thanksgiving. But it's good to have something different. But, Matt, the most important thing at Thanksgiving, even if you don't have a bird or fish or a turkey or whatnot, is the fact that the family get together and you being thankful. So that's what it's all about, just being thankful. There you go, Matt. Right. Enjoy it. Have a great day. We're going over to Dave now with a, with a technical question for T. All right. Go ahead, Dave. Hi, Mr. T. I always like watching you. Uh, thank you. Okay, my question... Last year was the first time I ever carved a turkey, and I butchered it. And I gotta do it again this year. Any ideas what I should do? Right? Proper let, way to carve a turkey. Let, let, me, let me tell you something. And I'm glad you asked me. I'm so glad because back again. You know, too many people following the book. We got to go back to Grandma way. There was no book when Grandma had the turkey. You know, she cooked it and sliced it and everybody got a piece. So it don't make no difference if you got a big piece or a little piece. There's no etiquette in cutting the turkey. Just don't cut Grandma with the with the, with, with, with the knife. You know, when you get the cut, make sure anybody around. So it don't make no difference if you cut it sideways, up way, down way. Don't follow no book. You cut so everybody get a piece of turkey. That's the, that's the, that's the most important thing. Yeah, set yourself free is what the man is saying there, yes. Dave. Okay. All right, Dave. Dave. Good. Thanks a lot. Dave, yeah, Dave, Dave, keeping that rhythm right. going yeah. on, the, on the show here. Yeah. He's sharp. Yeah. Hannah, you're on the air with Mr. T. Hi. I have a question. Um, do, do, do you have a cook cooking for you, or does your mother cook your Thanksgiving dinner? Who, me? No, 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 no. I, I usually go. See, I stay in Los Angeles, and my mother is in Chicago. You know, once in a while I get there, but most of the time, like I say, you know, uh, a lot of times I just go around people's houses. They invite me, you know, I get free dinner, bring out my doggy bag. Everybody like Mr. T. I sign an autograph, kiss grandma, got another bag. So after Thanksgiving, you know, I got loads of food, you know, so I'm just, I'm a receiver on Thanksgiving. You know, I'm just a, I'm just a thankful person on Thanksgiving. Now, you don't have, she's wondering if you have a cook. You don't no, have a cook. No, she don't have no, a cook. I don't even maid. I do my own laundry. You know? You hear that? T does his own laundry. Yeah. How, how do you get a cranberry sauce stain out of a white tablecloth, T? Well, here what you do. You soak it a little bit. You <laughs> soak it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Hannah. Bye, right, we, got Hannah. we got time for one more. 
We got time for one more. It's uh, talking turkey with Mr. T. You thought T. you were going to get one by him. You're not going to get no, one by him. I'm now, what are you doing? Don't jerk the man around. Yeah. Talking turkey with Mr. T. Our last caller, Matt, joins us. Hi, Matt. Go ahead, Matt. What's your question? Hey, is it me? Hey, it's Matt. you, Matt. Yes. All right. Once again, oh that gosh, rhythm, right? All right. Last one for T. All right. Great. Big fan. Big fan. I Mr. appreciate you giving me some great hints and advice for Thanksgiving dinner. But yes. there's one thing I really need to know. All right. You diss me. How do I? How do I preserve harmonious discourse at the table with some of these relatives I haven't seen and frankly don't want to see? Well, well, right there. I'm glad you said it. The people you don't want to see, don't invite them. That's the key. That's the key. Don't bring people home that you don't want to have fun with. Yes. You know what I mean? You, 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 you it up in the first place. You know, if you don't like them during the rest of the year, don't bring them for Thanksgiving. You know. That, yeah, makes you know, sense. They don't even have a row because you want a harmonious, you know, dinner. You bring the people that you like that you can be thankful with. Yes. You don't want to break out in an argument. Somebody no. fighting over the over the turkey bone. Somebody no. want the neck. You don't want that. You know. No. So just don't even invite them. Then to be a happy time. You know. Then after Thanksgiving, give them a call and you know. And uh, to say you were thinking of them. <laughs> Tell me you were thinking of them on Thanksgiving. <laughs> when you call them, you call them collecting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's right. You called them. That's right. Call them from a distance. Call them collect. 1-800-COLLECT. That way you don't have to see them. T, are and they there, get the charges. T, are there any um, subject, conversational subjects that are off limits at Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, no rude jokes like the other guy was talking right, about. No you jokes. know, no jokes and and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and and don't talk about the cooks cooking. You know, if she didn't make the turkey right or he didn't make the turkey right, just be thankful. Eat it. You know, if you don't like it, spit it out, put it in the bag. It was a great meal. I can't wait till next year. But you know, but, but next year when they invite you, be busy. Let's hear it for Mr. T, ladies and gentlemen. Greatest guest ever on this show. God bless you. You have a happy Thanksgiving. You You are such a talented man. Thank you. And it is so great to see you in person. Thank you, guys. Uh, And come back again. God. Thank you. Well, and don't um, forget, you can catch T um, on the A Team on uh, TV Land. A lot of kids have grown up with Mr. T. They had babies. Yeah, they're calling now. You know, so I'm just on it. I'm just. But the most most. Important thing that I'm so proud of the show, not because it made me a lot of money, that too, got to buy another house, you know. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but yeah. you know, gotta say, you know, but most importantly, we never killed nobody on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, we shot a lot of bullets and all that. If you watch mm-hmm. the show, we blew up Jeeps and whatnot, nobody got hurt. But Mr. You know? T, I have to ask the you, question. You must. These guys, it's you and the rest of these people, and somehow you're able to travel incognito no matter where you go, and nobody finds you. Well, I mean, you look like a pretty conspicuous group yeah, to I me. Know, but, but but you know, see, that's a, that's the reason why we read the script thoroughly. See, we know <laughs> we know what you know where to go. But yeah. TV, yeah. See, we got the magic of TV. You know, and, you know, we just well, Mr. have fun. T, give your fan, friends uh, an inspirational message of gratitude for the holidays before we go here. Oh, it's my time. inspirational message of gratitude. I pity the food. Don't have have a good time. Now get out of here. <laughs> Mr. T, thank you. God bless you. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. A reporter for the Washington Post um, went and met with the press secretary for the TSA to ask the all-important question of which Thanksgiving foods can I get past security to take on the plane? So here's here's some exciting news. It's not a traditional Thanksgiving food, but Bob, FYI, the TSA said you can bring live lobsters onto your flight. No kidding. In your carry-on. In your carry-on. They just have to be in a clear plastic container where, yeah. they're, where that, they're visible. That actually makes sense because you see people bring little dogs like chihuahuas yeah. you know, on board. So why not? Now, I don't know how... 
how well a live lobster does in a clear plastic box without water at 33,000 feet. It's not a problem. But um, you can do that. Yeah. Uh, you can't bring any gravy through the line because it's a, a liquid. You can bring mashed potatoes through the security line. You can bring a whole turkey if you want right mm-hmm. through the checkpoint. Now, if you're bringing cheese. This is who I'm behind, this, by the exactly. way. I, I finally get pre-check and I'm behind a woman with a whole turkey and gravy. So here's, um, if you're bringing cheese, uh, hard cheese is okay for your carry-on. But the TSA says if it's creamy or spreadable like a brie, put that in your checked bag. Uh, no, I'm not putting a wheel of cheese in with my sweaters. <laughs> I know. That's okay. Can you imagine what that would smell like, especially if, with certain cheeses? If that's okay with y'all. All baked goods are acceptable, even pies. You feel free to bring you a pie right through TSA and take it on the plane. Who is you. doing this? You know, obviously somebody, I guess somebody must have done it from if, time to time. Well, let's say that you're going to Mima's house for Thanksgiving right. and you're flying out Thanksgiving Day. This is supposed to be one of the busiest Thanksgiving and airports in the history of airports. Mm-hmm. If I am spending $380 for a plane ticket and I still have to bring gravy to the big feast, you know, I'm finding another family. But, you think that gravy's that good, but it's really not. I know. But you know your luck, Bob. You would buy the plane ticket. You'd go to the airport on the busiest day in the history of planes. And the expectation would be, well, Bob, I hope you plan to bring a cheesecake. Please, um, please attempt to bring a live lobster in a Tupperware the yeah. next time you fly. And when they arrest you, tell them that the Washington Post said it was okay. That's right. See what as happens. As they haul you out of there in handcuffs. Just see what happens. Okay, everybody. You've got the best. Hi, hello, radio. The best of Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. Good morning, Bob and Sherry, Max, Doc, Lamar. This message is for Sherry. Okay, Suge, it's time for the letter, Marnie's letter, Marnie's Thanksgiving letter. We're all waiting for it. When are we going to hear that? Let's make that happen. Love you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Again, this is Tony T. in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, it's time now for our annual reading of the most unbelievable Thanksgiving letter in history. And we're going to have this link posted up on our website, the Awkward Family Thanksgiving Letter. Here we go. It's from Marnie to her relatives. Now, t- yeah, I was going to say, this This goes from Marnie this to Marnie, all of the relatives. Who are coming to dinner. To dinner to her okay. house. Marnie right. is hosting the dinner, but of course, everyone, like at the first feast with the Native Americans and the pilgrims, everyone is pitching in a little bit to make it wonderful. And this is an actual letter. Here we go, from Marnie. As you all know, a fabulous Thanksgiving dinner does not make itself. I need to ask each of you to help by bringing something to complete the meal. I truly appreciate your offers to assist with meal preparation. Now, while I do have quite a sense of humor and joke around all the time, I could not be more serious when I am providing you with your Thanksgiving instructions and orders. I am very particular, so please perform your task exactly as I have requested and read your portion very carefully. If I ask you to bring your offering in a container that has a lid, bring your offering in a container with a lid, (laughs) not aluminum foil. (laughs) If I ask you to bring a serving spoon for your dish, bring a serving spoon, (laughs) not a soup spoon. I remember this. And please do not forget anything. All food that is to be cooked should already be prepared. Bring it hot and ready to serve, warm or room temp. These are your only three options. 
Anything meant to be served cold should, of course, already be cold. Okay, for the Mike Byron family, these are your instructions. Number one, turnips in a casserole with a lid and serving spoon. Please do not fill the casserole all the way up to the top. It gets too messy. I know this may come as a bit of a surprise to you, but most of us hate turnips, so do not feel like you have to feed an army. I just have to pause and once again why ask... Why have them why at have all? Them? Why have them at all? Number two, two half gallons of ice cream. One must be vanilla. I don't care what the other one is. No store brands, please. I did see an ad this morning for haagen peppermint bark ice cream. Yum. No pressure here, though. Again, let me pause. Bitch, what's your problem with store brands? I know. Number three, toppings for the ice cream. And number four, a case of bottled water, not gallons. Any brand is okay. I thought that was decent of Marnie to let you choose your own brand of bottled water, didn't you? Yeah. Very flexible. All right, for the Bob Byron family, number one, green beans or asparagus, not both, both. in a casserole (laughs) with a lid. I knew she was going to say that. Mm -hmm. And a serving spoon. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're making green beans, please prepare four pounds. Mm. If you're making asparagus, please prepare five pounds. It is up to you how you wish to prepare them. No soupy sauces, no cheese. You know how Mike is. A light sprinkling of toasted nuts or pancetta or some extra virgin olive oil would be a nice way to jazz them up. My, Mike's stomach, it's, it's, just, let's it's just the talk of the family. Let's all pause here and feel sad for Mike, whose yes. bowels have just yes. been talked about in the family yeah. letter. Number two, a case of beer of your choice, Coors Light or Corona, or a bottle of Clos de Bois Chardonnay. A case? You will have to let me know which one you'll be bringing prior to today, November 22nd. All right, I think what we're going to do now is I have to give you the instructions for Lisa, Michelle, and June. Um, But first, I'm going to open the phones at one 888-262-7437. We want to talk about why your relatives are so horrible around the holidays. We want to hear your version of Marnie's letter. That This is an actual letter, by this the way. This is an actual folks, letter. one of our listeners got a hold of. And um, while we're letting you call, I will tell you that Lisa, as a married woman, you are now required to contribute at the adult level. You can bring an hors d'oeuvre. A few helpful hints or suggestions. Keep it very light and non-filling. No cocktail sauce. <laughs> no beans. No wire hangers. Ever. <laughs> I think your best bet will be a platter of fresh veggies in a dip, not the plastic one from the supermarket. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. It's Thanksgiving. That's right. And and I was thinking, last night in fact, because I was like making a grocery list and everything. What is my favorite part of Thanksgiving dinner? Do you know what your favorite part is? Yeah. Because at first first I was thinking, well, I mean, turkey's okay and everything. Mashed potatoes. Because on Thanksgiving, you just feel like you can eat mashed potatoes all you want. And I don't ever eat mashed potatoes the rest of the year. That's your favorite part? Well, that's what I can't decide. But I also like sweet potatoes. And I really like cranberry sauce. And I like them all together. And I like green beans. And I do like the turkey. But I really like, like, I like pie. I know how you feel about pie. I don't like just pumpkin pie. I like apple pie. And if I'm going to have pie on Thanksgiving, I want to have all the pie. So I don't want to have just pumpkin pie. I want to have pumpkin pie and apple pie and possibly one other kind of pie if it's available. When you said all the pie, I thought you meant you were no one else gets pie. They can have some pie. But this business where you go, 
I mean, just impersonate one of the women in my family. Uh, just a sliver, a second on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. Oh, shut up, B. <laughs> I want all the pie. Well, I mean, everybody gets a pass on Thanksgiving, don't they? And I'm, not, the a, part. I'm not a big fan of, of stuffing or dressing. Like, I'll eat a little bit of it if it looks like it's not too weird. Like, if there doesn't look like there's anything really crazy going on, or, or like, I don't really like croutons, even in dressing. So, I might eat it if it's made with, like, cornbread or rice or something. I'm not a big fan of croutons. And I don't, I know this is heresy, and that the secret police are going to come for me. I, I will not have any part of stovetop stuffing. I will not have any part of it. Um, I like stuffing a lot. I like the stuffing to have some onions in it. It has okay. to. It has yeah. to have some onions in it. Uh, a little on the moist side. Not too moist, but mostly on the moist side. <laughs> it's uh, a very big word at Thanksgiving for you, isn't it? Oh, it my is. God. Yeah. yeah it <laughs> is. For everybody. The and, word moist will be used more next Thursday than the rest of the year combined. I you know, you're right. It's almost a cliche. At least it was yeah. for me growing up. The yeah. first thing my mother would say, is the turkey moist enough? Or is it dry? Even if it was perfect, even if our Lord and Savior came down and and sat and, and touched said, it and touched it and said, "This is the most incredibly moist turkey," my mother would say, "Is it moist? Is enough? it moist enough, Jesus?" <laughs> so, what's like, your favorite thing to eat? Um, mine is the turkey first, and then the uh, the whole cranberry sauce, like Lamar likes. Right out of the can, the can cranberry. where you can see the little indentations from the can. And I like that to be very cold. Don't be leaving it out too long. All right. I like it to be cold and refreshing. And then I like the stuffing. <laughs> it's like sorbet for him. Yeah. Why? It's That's not a lot to it's ask. a lot of work. The cran- no, it's not. The cranberry sauce, uh, you just leave it in the refrigerator. Mary, don't tell Todd, but the cranberry sauce was getting close to room it was temperature. Room, it was tepid. It was getting a little close. It to was room. tepid and not refreshing. No one wants that. Thanksgiving had, was ruined for me. <laughs> I, had to, I had to keep cutting deeper into the cranberry sauce because it was chilled inside. But like the, trying to find the cool side of your pillow. Uh, yeah. Hey, you hang with what you like. Don't listen to them. Thank you, Max. You stick with what you like. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, I'm going to bring my own can. All right. You did that at my house I, one year. I know I had to. He showed up with his own can and he said to me as he handed it to me, and it's ocean spray. <laughs> like I was oh, like I thought wow. for one second yeah. he'd show up with a generic. <laughs> That's no generic tour brand right there, Chief. That's right. That's it's right. Ocean spray. Did he drop his recyclables in your recyclable bin before was, he came in the door? That was another time. That was the, the, the infamous time when Kevin said, Sweet meat. Oh. With a bag of wine bottles in a J. Crew bag came and put it in our recycling. I remember that. <laughs> That's one of my favorite know, Kevin things ever. I know. Um, Do you know what the best part of Thanksgiving dinner is actually for me? It's the next day when I get a bunch of Thanksgiving leftovers and nuke them up on a plate mm-hmm. and, and I'm left in, because after you cook, I don't know about other people, when I cook, I lose my appetite. Mm-hmm. Like if I cook all day, I don't really feel like eating. Mm-hmm. But the next day, I'm getting all kinds of Homer Simpson on those leftovers. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Mary and I haven't done the traditional Thanksgiving thing um, since we've been married, I guess. You do the Waffle House. Yeah, we, we, we started heading to the beach and we'd stop off at the Waffle House on the way down. She didn't want to have to cook once we got there. Her kids are off with their father. So we've done that for years and years. Uh, and But now uh, we, we, we find a restaurant that's a nice restaurant that serves families and we go there. 
We've had a couple of years where the kids were, um, Kev's kids were at their moms and Olivia and Karamia were at their dad's. Uh-huh. One year we went to New Orleans, just the two of us, and we had thanks. We actually made a reservation at a famous New Orleans restaurant. And when we got there, the only thing they were serving was Thanksgiving food. Mm-hmm. And it was the worst Thanksgiving food ever. It was like that, slop. That is, I hate when that happens. That is something that you have to watch out for if you're going to go that route. And then another year we drove down, we just spontaneously jumped in the car. Wednesday night, the day before Thanksgiving, drove down to Key West and had Thanksgiving at Key West. I remember when you did that. And we just did shots and oysters and it was great. That's nice. Yeah, that's really nice. The reason I like Thanksgiving dinner is so I can eat it the next day. Yeah. For lunch. Yeah. 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 So remember, if Bob's coming to your place, ocean spray. No, I'll bring it. Chilled. I'm bringing it. You bring it on a little ice bucket. No, I have a a little cooler with my name on it. Go to bobandsherry.com to nominate to teach her to win a three-night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach, plus round-trip airfare and vehicle rental from Visit Florida. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Can you believe this is next? It's Bob and Sherry. Can You Believe This is sponsored by The Crown on Netflix. Part one of The Crown's final season is now streaming. Part two premieres December 14th only on Netflix. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I don't believe this shit. I cannot believe this shit. People celebrate the holidays in a million different ways, right? But there's one thing that we can all agree on about the Christmas holiday, and that is the symbols are pretty universal. The candy canes, the star on the tree, the snowflake, the Christmas balls, the gingerbread men. I mean, these, as soon as you see one, you go Christmas, right? You don't see a gingerbread man and go, hmm, Labor Day. You see a gingerbread man and go, oh, Christmas. We associate Mm -hmm. these things with the holiday. But why Mm -hmm. and where did they come from? So I learned um, some of these. Like I I think I told you um, earlier this week that I baked um, 200 cookies for our cookie decorating. I baked six dozen gingerbread men. I love gingerbread men cookies. Love to decorate them. And I was as I was like taking them out of the oven, I thought, why like, where'd this even come from? Like, why do we even do this? So I did a dive and it turns out that according to the legend, right? We have, that's what history is sometimes. Queen Elizabeth I of England was the very first person to turn gingerbread, which has been around since like the dark ages, into little men. And the reason she did that was each of the gingerbread men represented a foreign dignitary that was visiting her at court. And so they would have a big fancy dinner at the palace. And then each of these visiting dignitaries had a cookie of themselves made out of gingerbread. Did you oh. ever know that? No, I didn't know that. That's very cool. Christmas. Story. Is that not the coolest thing? Yeah. Right. So um, while we're there, so I thought after I learned that, I was like, well, let me see what other things mean. Like, why do we have wreaths hanging on our doors and windows? Uh-huh. And some people, and I love these people, these are the people who make Christmas happen. The people that put a wreath on the front of their car. You know the ones I'm talking about? Why? Oh, I love those. Yeah, the first I time I saw them. that, I thought it was so cool. I mean, it was years ago. Yeah. So why do we hang Christmas wreaths? Well, the, the wreath is a never-ending circle made of evergreen that started out um, as a pagan symbol during the winter solstice. 
they would make these evergreen wreaths in an unbreakable circle as a as proof that spring would return. You know, that spring, mm-hmm. even in the darkest of nights, the longest oh. night of the year, oh, spring always comes back. But then yeah. later, people loved the wreath. Then eventually that evolved to become the Advent wreath, which is used to count down the weeks until the birth of Jesus. And then the Advent wreath became the Advent calendar. And then the Advent calendar became... Um, the Aldi Advent wine box where as you count it down the days till the birth of the Savior you got a different bottle of wine <laughs> behind each window wow yeah I don't Dang. know if you knew about that yeah no that's that's very cool too wow so candles are an all year round thing right but candles are really really a big part and used to be an even bigger part of Christmas in fact a lot of people decorate for Christmas by doing what putting those little electric or battery operated candles in their windows. Why do we Mm -hmm. do that? This blew my mind. Um, Part of the reason that we do that is those candles are symbolically lighting the way for Mary and Joseph's journey to the manger. Did you ever know that? Is that that right? Did you? Did you? Did you? No, I didn't hear that. That's that's how is it that Max, did you know that? Um, no, I didn't know that, but I can remember with my parents putting out the, the like milk cartons that had sand and candles, and we would line the street with them. And that's yeah, I did know that yeah. that's what that was for, right? And, have, and why have you ever th- been in a neighborhood where one of the uh, one of the neighbors decides to do that? And uh, it's usually a woman, and she goes house to house saying, "We're all going to do it, and we'll have the most amazing experience." And we'll have like 30 houses. And as you drive through it, it'll be all lit up. The pressure to agree to do that is so overwhelming. If you would say no to a woman like that, you must call a real estate agent and move because you will never be loved again. Hey, Bob, I live in that neighborhood right now. Do you really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, last Saturday night was... Last Saturday night was luminary night in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. I was babysitting my niece Violet so her parents could go to a funeral, and I was a little late with the luminaries, so I'm Uh-oh. on Santa's naughty list mm-hmm. with the <laughs> homeowners. Um, yeah. I'm going to do one more, and then I think we're out of time, but this okay. one this one blew. I'm surprised I'm even here because my mind was so completely blown. Snowmen. Where the heck did snowmen come from? Now, you could guess, right? But you'll never even get close. In a million years, you'll never get close. Snowmen first became popular during the Middle Ages when people did not have the resources to express their creativity. They couldn't afford paint or canvas or wood to carve. Mm-hmm. So they would... In the, and what was one thing that was plentiful for poor people in the Middle Ages in Europe? Well, that'd be snow because it was colder than anything. Right. So they would they would craft artworks out of snow. That makes sense. And in fact, yep. so much so that the ruler of the city of Florence, the Duke or whatever, paid mm-hmm. Michelangelo, who painted the Sistine Chapel, to no. make him a snowman. No. Shut up. Could you just fall over now from the shock of hearing where wow, snowmen come that from? That's really that's really amazing. Well, you know, is that it makes not sense the coolest too. thing? They have no. the ice carving uh, demonstrations and artwork in Scandinavian countries every year, and they're beautiful. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Wow, the Michelangelo just... thing that got my attention. That's amazing. 
I just love knowing this stuff. And there's a whole bunch more that we didn't have time for that I'm going to post up on the Bob and Cherry Facebook, like, right now. It'll make you see Christmas in a whole different way, I promise. It's Bob and Cherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Cherry app. Thanksgiving. It's a very exciting holiday, and people like to get together, but it is messy. Because, you know, you have all that stuff. You've got, uh, you got mashed potatoes and green beans, and you got... Uh, what else do you have? Yeah, obviously the turkey, cranberry sauce, cranberry sweet sauce. potatoes. You have stuffing, right? So that's a lot of you know that's a lot of dishes and all. Don't do it that way. There's a new thing called Thanksgiving in a bucket, and so here's how you do it: you put, you get a bucket, you get some kind of a bucket, right? Right. A regular bucket, obviously clean it, you know, make it real clean, and then um, you put the stuffing in the bottom because it's good at absorbing all the other flavors. And then the next layer, you put mashed potatoes on top of the stuffing. And then on top of that, a green vegetable, right? Like broccoli or green beans or something. And then sweet potatoes for the next level. And then the turkey and the gravy. And then right on the top, you put the cranberry sauce. Then you get a great big uh, stiff cake spatula. And you give people a slice of Thanksgiving. Each Everybody gets a slice on the plate. And there it is. What do you think? Do you like it? If somebody served you that, we would have to, we'd have to have a special extended version of the Bob and Sherry show for all of the complaints you would have. We would need an extra hour minimum to cover all your complaints. I'd like to think that I'm open to something like that. Something different. Yeah. I like to think that a pegacorn is going to take me home from work today on its (laughs) tawny back, but both of us have to live in the world as it is. Yeah. You know, you're probably right. I don't like gravy. You would you would come in here the day after Thanksgiving. I, I'm sorry, I'm going to yeah. need the rest of the show. You would hate it. I went to these this house and they had Thanksgiving in a bucket. There it is. There it is. Let me see Thanksgiving oh, in a bucket. Oh, oh, oh. oh wow! Too much sweet potato though. Mm, mm, mm. That's a it thick a layer of yeah. sweet potato. Mm. <laughs> You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website, the Oddcast contest info, bobandsherry.com. Joining us right now is Ken Davis. He's the author of Don't Know Much About History and the new book, which is called Don't Know Much About Anything Else, including Thanksgiving. And Ken, I have to say, I was crushed to learn that the pilgrims did not wear big silver buckles on their clothes and shoes. It's just one more of those many things they told us back there in elementary school that weren't exactly right. Now, good morning. And, good morning. Uh, good, good morning. Thank you. Always a pleasure. You know, th- this is very typical of how we understand history. We see the big uh, posters in the supermarket, uh, the wide-eyed children with the big black hats and the buckles. That's really an artist representation of, of what the pilgrims looked like. Really more about the, what the Puritans looked like a little bit later on, and we can talk a minute about what the difference between a pilgrim and a Puritan is, because most people don't understand that. But no, the, the, the first pilgrims who came over in 1620 were essentially farming people, and they wore farmer's clothes, which were basically, you know, browns and purples and uh, uh, linen and white shirts. And um, first of all, they were on the Mayflower for three months without any hot and cold running water. So um, all hundred of them on one deck with the dogs and the chickens and the pigs. So um, I'm sure that their clothes were pretty ripe by the time they got to uh, Massachusetts. Boy, I bet they were. So so the Puritans were after the pilgrims. That, that's right. The pilgrims were truly uh, a group that uh, were, were, 
wanted to separate from the Church of England, and we'll, I won't go into too much of the history of the Church mm-hmm. of England, but this is, of course, the breakup between Catholicism and, and Protestantism in, in Europe at this time. And uh, the pilgrims actually had left England, uh, kind of under duress, went to Holland for a while, were unhappy there, and then had the opportunity to come to America to start over. Uh, and they thought, well, this was better, because at least there would be an English speaking area. Their, their children were all growing up learning Dutch, and they weren't happy about that. Mm-hmm. And we forget that this was really um, venture capitalism. There were stockholders in, in the Mayflower and investors, and uh, th- this was uh, a, a capitalist venture. Wow, how about that? And was was there anything to the story that we're always told where the, uh, the pilgrims got together with uh, Native Americans and had the feast? That part is true, actually, but it happened in October and and not uh, not November. Uh, mm-hmm. This was, uh, you know, a, a very very grim, bleak first winter. Half of the hundred and two passengers on the Mayflower did not make it through the first year. Wow. Eighteen adult women, only four of them were alive on uh, on that first Thanksgiving day. Wow. And first no. of all, they wouldn't have called it. Thanksgiving. Uh, they would have, uh, to them, uh, uh, to a Puritan, and for most of uh, early American history, a day of Thanksgiving meant a day of prayer and fasting. Not exactly what we have in mind for, for Thursday, I'm sure. Uh, although there might be some prayer, there won't be much much fasting going on. What did uh, they? What did? Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say that it's to, to, for them it was a harvest festival, very, mm-hmm. very typical throughout uh, Europe and and most of the rest of the, uh, the agricultural world. You celebrate bringing in the crops at the end of the year, and you're grateful that that you have enough to eat. And certainly in their case, it was true. So that first Thanksgiving meal in October was probably a colonial era surf and turf. A lot of eels, mussels, cod, salmon. Uh, these people were camped out on the shores of the Atlantic, and it was teeming with with uh, seafood, sea life, of course. Uh, they would have had some wild turkey, not not the uh, turkey we know and love, and, and duck and goose. And the um, 90 or so Wampanoag Indians who showed up uh, unexpectedly were very good guests, and they brought some fresh venison. So how did, how did the whole turkey, having turkey for Thanksgiving... Um where did where did that because, come from? Was it was it because people who live in Ohio don't have uh, the ability to get cod and lobster, you know, nearby? So we we had to, for our own purposes, invent a bird that everybody could identify with. No, it really has to do with more with Victorian era customs, and, mm-hmm. and that's when, uh, really, when the, uh, uh, the Thanksgiving holiday came into existence. You know, it, uh, there was no Thanksgiving commemorating these pilgrims for a long time in our history. Uh, and a woman named uh, Sarah Josepha Hale, who was an editor of a women's magazine in the 19th century called Lady Godey's Book, it was kind of the good housekeeping of its day, I guess you could say she was the 19th century Martha Stewart. She had a 30-year-long campaign to make this holiday uh, come and be celebrated in America as a national holiday to celebrate the pilgrim traditions. And uh, it was really at her insistence and persistence that Abraham Lincoln finally creates the holiday in 1863 um, to make it the first uh, official national holiday of Thanksgiving. And um, he made it the last Thursday in November. And um, 
it, it moved around a bit. But it was in that period, again, that Victorian-era America, um, the, the, tr- the English traditions of, of a holiday meal had already been established, that a turkey or, a, you know, a goose, a big bird like that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what really became firmly established uh, with the people. So it had a lot to, uh, more to do with, with traditions. And that picture of the people in all in black, that really came around around that same time, too. That's the, t- uh, the, the time at which artists started to, you know, idealize what, what the pilgrims and the later Puritans uh, looked like. I, I, I don't think I finished that thought out before. The pilgrims, as I said, came in 1620. Uh, they were really, truly separatists. Uh, we would think of them today in, in the way of a cult, uh, and that's how they were seen in, in, in England. They don't, um, they don't sound like a lot of a lot fun. of fun, yeah, you know, the Puritans, uh, not not their, party people. Their idea of fun was, you know, three hours in church, which, which was, you know, basically maybe singing hymns and hearing the Bible and then hearing a long sermon telling you exactly how bad a sinner you were. And You're kind you of people, Bob. Yeah, yeah. And you were going yeah. to die, and, uh, and that was some, it, and yeah. you weren't going to be saved. So, you know, it was... <laughs> I'm sorry. No, and you were told for three hours what a terrible sinner you were, and that you would not be saved, and you would not be saved. It's a lot like marriage for some of us. <laughs> what was the point then? Where was the hope of salvation? Well, the hope of salvation was that uh, that you uh, you still should lead a good life. That mm-hmm. there were some of you who were the so-called elect who were going to be saved. This was all pre essentially predestined, and that you still had to uh, lead a godly life. If you were one of the elect, you only got to be saved if you behaved well. So um, it was it was a very very strict stern. And and you didn't know if you were one of the elect or not. You did not know. You no. No one would know who was in the elect. Oh no. yeah. Hey, uh, can you hang on for a couple sure, of minutes? Do you have time for us today? We'll be right back. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. And we're talking with historian Ken Davis, who is the author of "Don't Know Much About History" and "Don't Know Much About Anything Else." And uh, Ken, let's get back to uh, looking at. At Thanksgiving here, did the uh, Native Americans and the uh, Pilgrims actually get along? Uh, you know, initially, they did very well. And the, the most extraordinary thing, of course, is that uh, you know the Pilgrims had been in. Uh, they arrived in de- December. Uh, the women stayed on the Mayflower while the men started to build uh, one communal house that they they would live in. And one day in March, uh, a rather scrawny fellow walks into their camp uh, and speaks to them in English. It must have been a rather remarkable idea. Uh, his name is Samoset. Uh, that's how he's come down in history, at least. And he had learned a little bit of rudimentary English from the fishermen who were up and down the New England coast. And this is one of our other kind of misconceptions. The pilgrims weren't coming to a place that no Englishman had ever been before. There had been quite a bit of contact between the uh, Native Americans in northern New England, coastal New England, and European fishermen who had been up and down the huh. uh, the Atlantic coast for quite a while fishing. They had just never settled. Um, a few days later, another man comes, another Native American comes into camp, and he speaks even better English. He is, of course, Squanto is how he's come down in history. His name was more likely something like Tisquantum. Mm-hmm. And um, he had actually been taken captive, slave, as a slave on an English ship, made his way to England, was learned English, eventually made his way back to North America. And it's an extraordinary story. What a remarkable it man. Remarkable. My God, why doesn't somebody do a movie on him? Uh, you know, it would be uh, it would be a great movie to uh, to know this story. Yeah. Unfortunately, they, you know, like Hollywood usually does, they they you know, 
mess up, mess it up, and yeah. get a lot of the facts wrong. But it is an extraordinary story, and that's that's the thing about real history to me. It's so much more interesting than than fiction in in so many ways. But at any rate, he comes back. He finds out that his village has been wiped out by disease because those European fishermen were also bringing things like smallpox and other diseases to which Native Americans had no uh, immunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, his village was completely gone. Uh, but he, he uh, you'd think that oh, the English took him as a slave. He'd hate them, but he actually gravitated to them because he saw them as a uh, as an, a potential ally. He knew the value of the English. They had things like um, guns and 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 steel, and uh, so he he was so he uh, introduces uh, the the Englishman to Massasoit, who's the the chief of the Wampanoag uh, group there, mm-hmm. and they also see the English as potential allies, because there's a lot of fighting in between the natives. There wasn't one big group of Indians all happy and living in in, uh, peace with nature. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of rival groups. There were wars between uh, uh, different groups. So the the um, the Indians saw the English as a as a potential ally and a very powerful one, and that's really the the root of their relationship. So in that first Thanksgiving, they do sit down together, and things are relatively peaceful. But it didn't last very long, unfortunately, and that's the the kind of dark underside of the of the Thanksgiving story. That within you know forty years, the um, the influx of English and uh, disappearing lands and uh, mm-hmm. uh, the changes uh, really brought the the Native Americans and uh, and the English American settlers to war, and the wars were long and bloody and brutal, and um, of course the the uh, Anglo-American settlers finally won, but it was pretty nip and tuck for a while. You know, I'm, I'm so interested with these fishermen who are going up and down the coast of uh, North America. Fish, where did they come from? They lived on their boats, and, and where did they go and eventually? Did they, did they preserve their catch did they to bring it back to Europe? Condos well, in Florida? What was the deal with them? They did preserve their catch. They uh, Mostly they caught cod. There's a reason they call it Cape Cod. Uh, they caught cod, and they would come ashore and, and dry it. Um, and some of the first people to do this were, were Portuguese. They, they caught cod. Mm-hmm. Came a lot, yeah, I don't know if you... Uh, uh, there's an Italian dish called bacala, dried salted codfish. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that's really where it began. And, huh. and so, you know, it's a small thing, but uh, the, the, the codfish was really very important in the discovery and ultimately the settlement of America because those, uh, those sailors knew how to get to, to America to fish in these, these extraordinarily rich waters. Uh, off um, uh, coastal New England, they came for the cod, and uh, they would stay. They would uh, they would trade a little bit, and then they would head back to to Europe with with the uh, with the bacala. And while they were, huh. and they would occasionally take Native Americans and keep them as slaves. They 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 indeed did, and uh, that was uh, uh, you know uh, not unusual or or. Uh, uh, you know, they they were they were viewed as savages, and so they just as Africans were, were taken as slaves, and there had been a long history of that, of course, already, uh, back to Europe, uh, the, these, um, these savages in America were also viewed as uh, potentially as, as, as slaves or servants. I'm sorry we're out of time, Ken, because I have a feeling that Pocahontas really wasn't listening to the colors of the wind, was she? Oh, no, but I'll tell you what, uh, Callie was uh, calling up one of our listeners, and evidently uh, Disney made a movie about uh, Squanto. 
Okay, that that one I haven't seen. Cartoon yeah. or a movie? I, I don't know, but there's it's. I, I know it was what a cartoon. The, I, it was I cartoon. know what they did with the Pocahontas story. So yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can imagine. Quite afraid yeah. of what they did with with Squanto. You know, guys, th- thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. And, um, thank you. Uh, enjoyed being with you on Thanksgiving, and it's always important to remember. Even especially in tough times, we have a lot to be grateful for. So we do. Thank you for having me. Bye bye. Have a lovely holiday, Ken. Bye-bye. Our pleasure. Take care. Bye bye. It's Ken Davis, the author of Don't Know Much about history and now don't know much about anything else which i think is a great title for a book it is that's one when you give it as a christmas gift sends a message it, though you know what my brother-in-law gave me that don't know much about history he had one and i when i went to his house i was just you know going through it and i said i want this and he gave it to me for christmas it really is a terrific book okay everybody you've got the best nice. Hello, radio. the best of bob and sherry Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. So tell me about your tough uh, weekend. You took oh. advantage of a Groupon, which you're always making fun of me for using, but you yeah. finally used one. Well, you know, my wife, Mary, thinks that I, I spend too much, and uh, you know, every, I'm spending everything that I make, and I've got to stop doing that, so she's trying to rein me in. We didn't have the kids, either hers or mine, so <clears throat> we on Thanksgiving, when that's the case, we go away someplace. Not, you know, not real, real fancy, not real far away, but, you know, just to get out of town, change of pace, and, and see something new. And so I'm not going to say where we went, but it's a, it's a nationally known resort, very uh, um, town, resort town. It's an island, actually. And it was uh, beautiful weather, and, th- and that was very nice. And she came to me about uh, three weeks ago, and she said, I got this uh, Groupon, and uh, we're going to stay at this hotel that I found there. I went, okay, and, and I said, what's the hotel? And she gave me the name of the hotel. Now, I cannot say the name of this hotel, but there's a famous hotel in New York that has the same name. So and you, I thought it was... They were connected. It was like one of their, you know, outposts. Now, let me tell you, Sherry Lynch... That when I drove, uh, first of all, for three nights, it was $200. That's a great deal. Taxes included. That's a great deal. 300 nights, Thanksgiving weekend, taxes, uh, uh, $200, three nights, taxes included. At the famous name hotel. Okay? All right. So it's Thanksgiving Day, and we're driving there. We pull into the Waffle House and get an excellent eggs and uh, chicken, uh, you know, midday treat, which is very, very good. And uh, we we arrive, and we arrive on this island, and we're driving, (laughs) and things look familiar to me. And as we slowly pull up to this hotel, I discover that not only does this hotel have nothing to do with a New York hotel, but this is a Tony Garcia booking that we took (laughs) five years ago. We stayed there before. We stayed there before. Now, friends, if you're not a regular listener or you're new to the show, welcome, of course. Our former syndicator guy was so tight with a book. He would book book us. I was booked into a hotel room once that he booked me into where I went into the bathroom and one of the walls was plywood that they had nailed up. This is true. They had nailed up. I had plywood between me and the next room. All right. <laughs> so he's always looking for these deals. It's the same place. It's the same place. I know where you stayed. You know now. the place. Yes. All right. So we arrive and it's like five o'clock in the afternoon. And it's like four stories, this hotel. 
The first story, you have sliding glass doors. You can go right outside into the parking lot if you choose. As I drove up, I found this one spot right in front of uh, one, one of the units. And a man comes out and starts testing his turkey that he is frying right outside the door with a propane uh, heater. Now, this is not like the ones we give <laughs> he away. He doesn't have the master belt. He doesn't have the master belt. I have never in my life driven up to a motel or a hotel and seen one of my fellow patrons uh, cooking a turkey uh, in, the, uh, in the parking lot right next to his room. I went, well, you know, it's Thanksgiving. Well, this place has a lot of kitchens, and people were staying from all over the country. And there were all different types of nationalities and all different types of people. So did you have a little kitchen in your room? Yes, we did. And we had the flavors of all the nationalities <laughs> in our room, too, because they were coming up from the floor. We had some some excellent folks from, uh, I believe, India cooking some curry right below. And, and there's nothing like um, walking into the room that you just rented and getting a nice taste of somebody else's um, cooking. <laughs> As you as you hit the uh, the hallway, you were picking up uh, okra being cooked. You were pick- <laughs> the smells were everywhere. So we retreated the next morning to um, get one of their free breakfasts. One of these deals, you get the free breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know what else you get? You get cockroach races too with the free breakfast right there. Are you kidding? Oh, I'm not kidding. Mary took a picture and put it up online. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So, did you complain or were you? I didn't. I you sucked swear it up. To me? I swear to God. I swear to God. I didn't say one. You put thing a good to spin her. on it. I totally put a good spin on it. Uh, when we were out, I'd kid her. You know, we have a martini or something, and I say, "Just one, darling. I want to get back to our little romantic rendezvous." <laughs> and after a while, I'd hear her saying, "I hate this place. I hate it." She she was saying like, "I'll move. I know you don't want to be here." And I went, "Oh no." Oh, no, no, no. Daddy wants to be right here. This is where I Well, did it get better as the weekend went on? Some of the folks left, and they took some of their supplies with them. And I'm not a snob. I mean, you don't have to... They have those kitchens for a reason and all. But on Thanksgiving, people do a lot of cooking. A lot of cooking. The smells were unbelievable. And as I said, coming right, you could... It's not that you couldn't sleep at night, but... Well, you couldn't sleep at night in this place because there was something wrong with the refrigerator in the room. It was making a noise. So I had to unplug the refrigerator and move it away from the wall. <laughs> then they, uh, the, uh, the maid lady did not leave any washcloths and you know for what, your face. You know so, what? And they wouldn't deliver them because they had closed down. So I said, I heard myself saying, never mind, I'll use the dish rag. And I thought that would get the guy. And, Nothing. And you know, right now I hear Tony saying, hey, sure, it's 200 bucks three nights on three a resort nights. island. What yeah. do you want, What huh? do you want? It I is know. what it is. Oh, man, those rags are rough on your face. The Bob and Sherry Holiday Slash Christmas Store is now open. Merry Christmas. Santa's elves are working overtime to get you some great deals, like the Bob and Sherry Big Book Bundle featuring Cooking with Cats, the Book of Bob, and our adult coloring book, too. Christmas miracles do happen. Plus, for the first time ever, the Bob and Sherry Christmas ornament featuring caricatures of the whole cast. Bob and Sherry phone cases, luggage tags, tote bags, and Hanukkah coffee mugs, and oi to the world 
shirts, true weird stuff swag, and more. Free shipping on orders over $75. Merry Christmas. The holidays are here at the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. Happy holidays. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. You know, of all the holidays... Thanksgiving is the one where you never get like a romantic component. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. Like the, you'll have people who have Halloween weddings uh-huh. now. That's kind of a thing. Right. Nobody you, has a Thanksgiving wedding. No, no. Nobody does anything romantic. You never hear about people getting engaged on Thanksgiving. And it's, and it's because Thanksgiving is family and kids and overeating. That's not sexy. But never. When have you ever heard of a couple getting engaged at Thanksgiving? I can't never. think of a no. single time. No. That's why this story jumped out at me. It happened in Albany, Georgia. And uh, it was a Georgia couple named Charles Tinson Mm -hmm. and Mary. She's Tinson now. Right. They met at Harvey's supermarket four years ago. They had a chance encounter. Larry said he was um, returning from a tour of duty in Afghanistan on his way to Thanksgiving dinner, stopped by Harvey's supermarket to buy some cranberry sauce. And he spotted his old friend. And it was Mary. And they chatted at the uh, supermarket. Where have you been? Oh, I'm just back from Afghanistan. How are you doing? They started dating. Four years later, they got married at Harvey's supermarket where they met. Oh, that's very cool. On Thanksgiving. That's very, very cool. It was actually on Thanksgiving. (laughs) The story even helped them plan their wedding. Hmm. Um, The wedding cake was topped with cranberries because Mm -hmm. they met when he was buying cranberry sauce. Right. And this is not the first uh, couple to have their wedding inside a store. A New York couple who met at the Apple store got married later at the Apple store. But this is just kind of romantic, you know? There he is back from Afghanistan. They reconnect over the cranberry sauce, the kind you like where you can see the seams in the can. And now they're married. I wonder if they knew each other like in high school they or did. something. They yeah, did? In they high did. school? Yeah, they were old oh, friends. That's very cool. And hadn't seen each other because he'd been off serving in the military. I think I'd rather get married in Harvey's grocery store than in the Apple store. Oh, because I, like, I need an Apple genius judging my bridesmaid dresses. Tell me about it. Yeah. I mean, it'd be very sterile, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, and, and they would be standing around looking at There'd be some judgment. You. Yeah. Unless you got married by an Apple genius. But then, see, I could never do that because then, looking back, I'd have to listen to my brother saying, why didn't you ask the genius who married you if that was a good idea? <laughs> so I would not be able to do that. Or you mean, or what, what about if the uh, marriage did not work out? Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. My brother would be like, oh, do you need to reboot? Yeah. Why didn't you ask the genius? Yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. See you some other time. You've been listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Be sure to check out our website, bobandsherry.com. Download our free app, too. Get the oddcast, the podcast instantly. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the oddcast and talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate and review and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter 
powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 